0: to episode 39 of sack king's therapy this is a very special edition the first ever draft post show of sack king's therapy and with me the returning he's been gone for a while and by a while i mean two days i think literally uh fong he's back
1: oh yes i'm back listen to your last pod
0: Yeah. I got a little nervous. I'm I'm not going to lie. I was
1: talking really fast and
0: uh, it sounded very weird.
1: I mean, there wasn't, I don't think there was that much news. Plus, you know, it was a good episode, I'd say.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that, and yeah, I think I literally recorded that just as the (laughs) Drew Holiday news dropped and I was not on Twitter, so I didn't know about it until a little bit later.
1: Oh, I see, but we'll we'll be talking about that. (laughs) We'll get to it.
0: Okay, well, we'll, we're going to start with the Kings news. Uh, Draft is actually not over yet, but nothing is really happening. Uh, We have the 52nd pick, uh, but... from what I'm reading, it looks like we're gonna trade that pick to Houston, and the pick is uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Yes, he is the son of Ken Kenya Martin. Um, yeah, I don't. I since we don't know if he's gonna be on the team, we don't know if any of these guys are gonna be on the team. But so I'm just not gonna really do that much research on him if he's not even gonna be on the team, most likely. So, well, we'll start with our first pick of the night. Tyrese Halliburton at 12. Uh What were your thoughts on this?
1: I, oh, To be honest, very unexpected. Really unexpected. Uh, I didn't expect that we would draft a guard. I actually didn't really look into guards that much this draft. I thought we were going to draft like, a small forward in, like, <laughs> like let's see, maybe P-Will or even, like, Okoro, or even... Yeah. That even... that was kind of the guy I really wanted, was
0: Okoro, to trade up for Okoro, but that was never really going to happen. So, I, I was expecting Patrick Williams, but as you mentioned his name, he was drafted number four. Yeah, that... What? I was like, I would have traded back if I was the Bulls for him. I don't know. That's just me.
1: Yeah, uh, a little high, but I mean, you know, maybe they, the Bulls see something in him that we don't. But mm-hmm. same with Focolo, he's drafted number five right after, and you know that already ticks off two of the small forwards that we. I mean, I personally uh, would have taken if we were looking for a forward, but you know,
0: yeah, like it just. I just thought like those two guys, like they are wings. Like there's no doubt. You know, they mm-hmm. could play basically two through four, no problem. Well, maybe, I think Okoro would struggle with four, but, like, th- those kinds of wing defenders, like, was primarily what I was looking at. And I was expecting, you know, just hoping to trade up for Okoro. And if not Okoro, maybe killing Hayes. But, hey, I I was not expecting this, but we did end up getting Tyrese Halliburton. And one pick right after uh the guy I really didn't think we were going to get if we didn't trade up, was uh Devin Vassell, but mm-hmm. uh, we ended up getting Tyrese Halliburton, and I really should ha- punch myself <laughs> for not looking him up before this. Uh, yeah, so I literally looked at him j- like just before we started recording, like right after he got picked. So uh, l- let's kind of get into him. Uh, ve- so a very long wingspan, although it's kind of been disputed, I've heard anywhere from six nine wingspan to seven foot wingspan. Uh, just looking at the tape. Yeah, he's long. He's a really long defender. Um he's a so his main attribute uh is a very good pa- uh passer with great feel and great patience in the pick and roll as well. And also he passes very well in transition. Uh, really likes to push the pace. It's like if he grabs the rebound, look for him to immediately make that outlet pass. Um next thing I have on him, uh he has a very weird shooting form. Uh, but did shoot 42% from three. Um, So I immediately look to his free throw percentage because that is usually the indicator of whether he's a consistent shooter or not. And it's also very weird. He shot 69% from uh, the free throw line the first year. Nice. Uh, And then shot 82% from the free throw line the next year. So I don't know what to make of this. I'm going to assume the 82% is his natural uh percentage maybe he just like kind of averages it out at 75 percent or something like that what do you think
1: i mean of course we didn't watch him in college and we for sure didn't watch what you mean we didn't
0: watch him in college i watched
1: (laughs) all his games i totally knew who he was i totally watch iowa state Yeah, yeah like
0: i have connections to iowa i uh i yeah I'm, i was gonna make a joke no i never mean mind. never
1: mind the only person i or athlete i know from iowa is um uh george Kittle, and he is not a basketball player
0: i don't i don't know who that is either and,
1: so and not from iowa state he is actually from university of iowa so oh, that's whoops. that's well that's not this podcast I'm,
0: so <laughs> i'm very sorry for offending those people in iowa um you know, the two of you that maybe listen to this. Like, so sorry about that,
1: guys. I mean, yeah, Iowa produces lots of good athletes. But yeah, we'll have to see about his shooting form. Because the moment I saw his form, I was like, ooh. I mean, if it goes in. Uh... It, yeah,
0: it you know, th- his form isn't like broken. It's not one of those kinds of forms. It's very fixable. No. So I, I think he can. I, he actually reminds me a lot of Jaron Jackson Jr., He's mm-hmm. fine. He's fine. Like, yeah. so, so hopefully he goes down that path and not, you know, like say a Lonzo Ball-ish like kind of formula. Even though Lonzo has improved over the years, but mm-hmm. uh, let, let's move on. Uh, very fluid athlete, as I said. Very long arms, and like on the his finishes, you can really see him like stretch and use like really long steps and using his. Very long arms to just basically finger roll it in around people. It's really cool the way he does it. Uh, he has really good touch also at uh, around the rim, although he does not get to the rim a lot. It's not it's not a strong suit. Um, he does shoot the floater a lot. is pretty good about about pretty good. I think I think I read forty five percent on floaters. Uh, very creative with a lot of his finishes from the tape that I saw the videos that I looked through and really good at using his body as well as again, his very long arms <laughs> to protect the ball. So it just, you know, all the signs of a very high IQ basketball player, um, which is, you know, what we're looking for. We need those kinds of guys. And, you know, like, it's, he seems to be, he he's going to be able to play off ball. And I'm going to be really looking forward to that. And, you know, he is a guy that I could think can fit next to Fox really well. And he's very talented as well. I think there's a lot of upside with him as well. Uh, any thoughts?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I would, yeah, I want to see him uh, start next season. Uh, alongside with Fox. Um I also want to see what we'll be uh getting from Buddy because you know he's still in the roster but him next to Fox I got to say I, I'm getting more excited dick about it.
0: Yeah. Um so I'm still, like I'm checking the timeline and so far there is no <laughs> there's no Buddy news. I actually <laughs> yeah. expect him to stay honestly like I, his <laughs> contract is just so hefty. And I think it's going to be really hard to trade him without giving up something. And, you know, which probably means a draft picked or maybe one of these guys. And I'm, I'm not sure about that. So we'll, we'll see about that. But, you know, I imagine he's going to, uh, he would fit great next to Fox. But I think, I think if Buddy stays, Buddy's starting he threw up quite the fit about you know coming off the bench even though he's great at coming off the bench you know except your role buddy you know, but i think you know with how the politics tends to work um i think he'll start but you know like you can bring tyrese like slowly and he could run the second unit like you know play up tempo and you know uh really just kind of Bring a lot of. Sc- I, I don't think he's going to score that well, but you know, like he can push the pace and you know get easy shots with Marvin. I see a lot of connections with him and Marvin.
1: Mm-hmm. See, he, oh, again, yeah. he
0: has great feel, great passing, and I think he can really set up Marvin a lot for lobs and you know just easy buckets.
1: Yeah, another person that I, I'm kind of excited to see next to Tyrese. Oh, oh, can't wait! It's only been oh, only a month now to yeah. uh, start
0: basically like it's
1: gonna it's gonna happen
0: soon and hopefully everyone stays healthy and everything works out okay you know, fingers crossed but now we got to go into kind of the negative section about his game so he is a very skin- as i said he's a very skinny dude or no, not skinny dude he's very long and one of the reasons why he looks as long as he does he's very very skinny and like you can see it in the tape he gets halt by a lot of these not even that strong-looking, like, bigger guys. Like, he, I, there are multiple clips of him trying to box out someone, and the guy just gets right around him like, like it's nothing. He's going to need to get up, you know, bigger, stronger, heavier. And we'll see if he, he – I imagine he can do that. You know, with an NBA training program, like, you know – if he just gets gets into the weight room and get on like a good NBA diet, I think that's I think he'll be perfectly fine. Gets he'll within about a year or two, he'll be filled out and just you know, be a great defender. But until then, he, you're good we're gonna see him get bullied a lot. And I mean a lot. He is <laughs> really skinny.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I think he's what 6'5", 180 pounds. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. need to put on at least twenty pounds of muscle.
1: I, to be honest, looking at him, I I thought he was skinnier than Fox for a second.
0: Yeah, he he needs to get fil- filled out. By the way, did you see that uh, video of Fox deadlifting five hundred? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Like he made it look easy. That's crazy. So yeah, uh, get, get you know get you know just hang out with uh hang out with De'Aaron. You know he'll tell he'll teach you how to work out.
1: Oh yeah, pick up some restaurants around InSAC. Uh, he'll be good.
0: Uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about this later. We'll we'll get into this later. Uh, (laughs) So, so, so another thing, because he's just so physically weak currently, uh, he does shy away from contact, which uh, once he gains a little bit more muscle, I think that should kind of solve it, solve itself out again. He's already really good at knowing how to protect the ball. If he adds a little bit more strength and a little bit more, like just weight, like his finishing, I think he's going to be a really good finisher. Uh, Know, at someday, but there are questions about whether he's explosive enough or quick enough. We shall see once again once he gets into that training program and gets gets a little bit more muscle. We'll see if he gets more explosive and you know even more shifty than he really already is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, he also needs to be a little bit more assertive on offense. He, again, he's an amazing passer, but there are times where he doesn't look to score and can, you know, defer to his teammates a little bit too much. Now, I don't think that's a problem in the NBA. Like, that more or less shows me that he's not going to, I guess, hog the ball. He's willing to, you know, move the ball around. I think that's fine in the NBA, especially if you have Fox as the main initiator. I think, I don't think this is much, much of a weakness, honestly. Yeah,
1: I don't think so either. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and you know, just to close it out on a positive note, he says Sacramento is the perfect spot for him. He's definitely, he's probably thinking like he where he does, he can you know exist as the secondary ball handler and just playing off ball off of Fox. You know, you know, hell, but, and hell, even if Buddy still stays, buddy, buddy might be the primary initiator, which gives me a bit of nightmares. But you know, maybe he's got a little better at ball handling.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll have to
0: see. <laughs> well, to, to you know, the, to dive even a little bit more, I did actually go through uh, Sam Vecini's full mock draft. Uh, I think it's a 500. I forgot how many pages. This is a crazy amount of pages. But I I only read through Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, just going through some of his past. Uh, just you know, he's a he's been said to be a great teammate uh, with great character. Uh, he I think his dad was a referee for I think a league. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but he's been around sports uh, like all his life. And he's been basically been very well taught by his parents. And had, you know, Sam Vecini says he has a case for having the highest basketball IQ in the class, as I said earlier. You know, he can make just about every single pick and roll pass in the book. And he has great patience in the pick and roll and great at making the right decision you know and you know he has he has this g- really good array of skip passes lamello style skip passes which really like wow <laughs> you know without how like basically without the lamello baggage like that's amazing <laughs> uh again as i as i said as according to Vassini, probably can operate next to a next to a ball dominant uh, initiator which is going to be fox uh He's not going to be ready to be a lead, lead ball handler. Um he's going to need to he's not shifty or explosive enough or quick enough just yet. We'll see again once he fills out. Uh f his pull-up game. Remember how we said he has a very weird shooting form? Yeah, it's yeah. it translates to shooting 28% on pull-up shots. Ooh. It's it's not going to be a part of his game in a, early on in his career. He'll need to kind of figure out like just how to, you know, just tighten up that release, make it a little quicker, make it a little smoother. And we shall see like what his ceiling is once all that comes along. Mm-hmm. Um again his best role is a secondary ball handler who can push the pace in transition, you know, sounds a lot like Lonzo on offense and you know, I've I've kind of I've just Like, it's kind of one of my weird things I want to happen. At the same time, I kind of don't. But, you know, I'm leaning more and more towards wanting it to happen. I do want Lonzo on the Kings. And the reason why is because he's a great defender. And on offense, he can be the secondary ball handler, but also push the pace and transition to, you know, breakneck speeds. And it looks like we got that in Tyrese Halliburton. Now, of course, he's not as good as Lonzo is on defense. Not yet, anyway. And we shall see again once he gets a little stronger.
1: Yep, just needs to put on that weight. Yeah, we say... haven't talked that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say maybe around the 220.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get to 220. That's a lot of muscle. Maybe, I think he's going to max out at like 200 or something, 205 maybe. Yeah,
1: possibly to keep his uh, physique.
0: Yeah, you don't want to get like too
1: thick. You know,
0: and then maybe his body type can only handle 200 pounds, but I think as long as he doesn't get straight bullied by, you know, guys like Paul George and maybe like a, well, no, actually I don't think a can guard Kawhi Leonard, but maybe like, as long as you don't get pushed around by Paul George, I think you should be fine.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so uh, on the defensive end, he's a very good team defender, you know, great, great hands, like, you know, very active stretches out a lot. But so far, not a good on-ball defender. His defensive footwork's a little, like, you know, let's just say not good yet. <laughs> he needs to work on, you know, not getting beat off the dribble as much, especially against quicker college guards. And in the NBA, <laughs> like, you're gonna get torched a lot by point guards, and you're gonna need to work on that footwork. He does bump a bite on pump fakes a lot, and he, yeah, that's just gonna be experience. We just have to hope he, you know, learns and just gets better at that. And ultimately, uh, Vassini closes out by saying, he's a guy you want on your team if you're looking to win because he plays the right way. You know, doesn't that's hog great. the ball, you know, just does what his team needs him to do. Doesn't need the spotlight.
1: That's that's something I would really like. Uh, something that I wish Buddy had.
0: Yeah, I think Buddy can help in spots, but yeah, he's going to need to... Work on his attitude a little bit more, but yes, I I think there's just he he's such a good kid, and I, I'm looking forward to having him on the team.
1: Yep. Well, Sacramento, all around, I think for a guard puts all the checks in my list.
0: You know, he's big enough. He's big and long enough to be a wing. So like. Mm-hmm. I think I think just you know, saying saying that he's a guard isn't really a knock on him. You know, he's long I think he's long enough to guard some threes. Mm-hmm. Until you get to like the Kawhi Leonard and you know LeBron James tears. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he'll be fine for the most part.
1: True call I'm gonna assume that he played point guard because that's what the draft said. <laughs> but yeah, yes. for his but for his size, yeah it's true that uh he could play a bigger role alongside Fox also on the floor.
0: Again, I generally don't care about positions anymore. I just mainly look at height. Like saying that LaMelo is a point guard and never really rang true to me. I just call him the lead ball handler.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And he's going to be a secondary ball handler for the most part, which again his is is his best role currently because he's not good enough to be he's not good enough to be a uh, primary one. And you know, Fox should be able to alleviate, alleviate a lot of that for him. Oh yeah. As for our second rounders, so we did trade our. We had the thirty-fifth pick, the the 40, the thirty-fifth, and what was what was Ramsey? I just totally blanked out of what he was. Uh, forty-third. Okay, yeah, forty-third. Yeah, Ramsey for forty-third. Uh, uh, and we technically had the fifty-two, but I think we traded away for cash. I'm still not seeing any updates on that. So I'm just gonna operate as we traded it for cash. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh at so we traded our 35th pick for the 40th pick to Memphis for a for the again the 40th pick from uh from Memphis and another future second. You know, we'll we'll see what that future second is at some point. Uh and we picked R- Robert Woodard. And so I'm looking at his uh just at his stats right now. He's 6-7 and just from the looks of his stat sheet so he shot 40% from 3 that's amazing uh although on, on very low attempts he only had 2.5 attempts and or 2.3 yeah 2.3 attempts and he shot forty forty three 43% which is really good but i that's not enough attempts for my liking
1: mm. yeah uh,
0: And his free throw percentage is trash. 64% last year, and uh, 58% his first year. Which probably means he's not really a shooter. But, like, maybe there's going to be that threat, possibly, if he shoots a little bit more. But, like, yeah, I'm not looking for him to be a shooter. What I am looking for him to be, though, is a defender. Now, he has a two-point... Let's see. What was it? He has a 2. Oh, yeah, 2% yeah, two steal rate and a 3.4 block rate. Now, usually if if both of those stats are, are above two, it usually means they're going to be a good defender at the NBA level. And he seems to be, he, that. if that holds true, he's going to be a really good defender. And that's what I assume the Kings picked him for.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely need the defense. Uh yeah, all around, um, yeah, hopefully his offense kinda picks up. Um I mean he could be a really good kind of like three and D type player that could guard the one to four, maybe five. Uh but yeah, I think uh compared to the pick that we chose earlier, Xavier Tillman, I know that you were pretty high on him earlier too.
0: I wasn't so much high on him as I just heard good things about. him. I never really looked at him that closely. I something. see. So I'm just—I'm not confident saying like he was good, but mm-hmm. oh boy, yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's thick. <laughs> I, I see why. Xavier yeah, Tillman is six eight two forty. Like, um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, a little bit of live research. Let's see. Um I cannot find a steel rate. Damn it. Oh my god, there's so many stats. Oh Jesus Christ. Wow. Why didn't we keep them then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Steel rate. Oh wow, you got a lot of blocks. Why didn't um, I, I don't know why we didn't keep them. Oh that's why you didn't shoot any 3s. <laughs> that's why. Um so yeah, Robert Woodard six 7, 230 so i think he can actually guard three or fives i think mm-hmm. if he bulks up a little bit e- even more and he, you know he's still relatively young and you know getting into the nba training program he's gonna bulk up a little bit and i think he can start guarding fives although at that point i don't know even guard ones but yeah. yeah so he's gonna be a defensive guy for us and i'm excited like that's a really good pick and yeah uh we shall see what what if he gets playing time or if he's just going to get sent to Stockton.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, we'll have to see. I, I... I think he's going to spend most of the season in Stockton. I think it's just looking at some of his stats. It looks like he still needs a lot of development.
1: Mm, I see. Uh you know, he could work on his game in Stockton and uh maybe hopefully We'll have a get some playing time, but yeah, hopefully, we could utilize them. Maybe we'll have to see because I don't know what our um, roster would be like after you know all these trades and whatnot that's going to be going around in the next uh, month.
0: Yeah, we shall see. I think, uh, yeah, this is not going to be the end, and yeah, of what's been a crazy week. I think it's gonna. I think I don't think most of the players are gonna be end up being on this roster after all this. You no, know, I or think just, Fox and ba- Bagley stay, but everyone else, I think, is like questionable
1: to stay. Yeah, it's which is sad because um, we don't know about. Justin James and Cal Guy also from the previous draft year.
0: You're right, and we will get into that. We'll, you know, we'll we'll talk about Justin James in a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll get to let, let's go to our forty our uh, second uh, second second round pick. That sounds weird. Uh, uh, pick number forty three. We pick. I can. I don't know how to pronounce this. Jamias Ramsey.
1: He's yes. a
0: guard from Arlington or from school is he from texas tech. texas tech yeah so uh he's a point guard and he yeah he's a yeah he spent one year at texas tech put up pretty good numbers actually 15 points uh let's see 15 points uh four rebounds and two assists so primarily a scoring guard it looks like now he now one of the things i think why monty Bignair likes him is that he shot 42 percent from three on five attempts per game that's a lot of, wow. that's a lot of attempts. And mm-hmm. that's a good percentage. However, you know, the marker for what I look for when when determining whether or not they're going to be good at shooting threes at the NBA level sixty four percent from the free throw line. Now, he Man. only has one year, so that itself can be a bit fluky. He did He doesn't seem like he got to the doesn't seem like he got to the free throw line all that much. He got to the free throw line. T- uh 3 times per game basically. And that's not a lot of attempts, so maybe that might be why his free throw percentage is a bit low. But, you know, a, a scoring guard off the bench, I think he can be he can find his, you know, find his groove. And his defensive numbers seem pretty good too. Uh so let's see. I looked it up earlier, 2.1% steal perc- steal percentage and um 2.6 block percentage. So that's that's not bad. I think I think he can be a good you know disruptor, like kind of that bulldog uh, on our team, where like they, he presses the the lead ball handler, you know, 90 feet, just wears out the other guy's uh, lead lead mm-hmm. guard.
1: A good swap in to rest some players too, and you know, I'm. It's gonna be sad to say this in my opinion, but I think this is kind of like that Yogi replacement, in my opinion. Uh, just he he, looking at his like stats and uh kind of like what is it i guess you could say analysis about him uh he kind of fits what yogi would have been but just he's just bigger and you know taller
0: yeah and you know i've actually felt bad for yogi last year because he just never really got to play especially whenever fox was in the lineup you know, and I, I think, you know, he just he really should go somewhere that where he can get minutes and he can help teams like so, you know, I, I hate to see him go and we'll never hear the Yogi Pharaoh chant in uh, golden one unless they want to do it. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, if he was yeah. on the other team, <laughs> that'd be weird, but pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah
0: like yeah i'm i'm very sad if he ends up leaving which he probably will and he probably should he just just find playing time somewhere else mm -hmm. but you know know, like i i think he's a good replacement for uh yogi and you know again taller uh and probably gonna end up having the same kind of effect that yogi had on the team you know hopefully he's one of those guys that kind of pushes the pace and let's see if i can find his pace on very good offensive rating, very good defensive rating, too. So, like, yeah, I think he, I would assume he's one of those f- very, very fast players. And I cannot find his pace on here. Yeah, so, okay, so I, I can't, I can't locate it like just out of this. So we'll just assume he plays fast. And yeah, <laughs> I, I assume he's, yeah, basically, I, expect him to basically replace Yogi and probably going to spend a lot of time in Stockton as well.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, yes, yeah, I do wish to see these players play in the actual league and, you know, showcase their potential. And, you know, I I think, in my opinion, I think the Kings are that team that can, uh, you know, showcase these young bloods. In uh, the league,
0: yeah, and hopefully, uh again, this was a like all the credit in the world to Monty McNair for being for like these so far from what I'm looking, like just from the research I've done and looking at some of the tweets, he's getting he's getting a lot of love from you know King's Twitter, which just about never happens. And, yeah, like, just looking at some of their stats and, like, looking at pro- the possible reasoning of why he picked these guys, I I like it. Oh, yeah. You know? He, he made really good choices. Yeah, so, I this is, this is a new era, it seems like. You know, Finally. <laughs> so, yeah, all the credit in the world to Monty McNair, and I doubt this is the end. We're going to probably see some sort of trade, and, you know, let's get into it right now. So... Uh, at the beginning of the week, on Monday, it was it was reported that Bogey was gonna go to the Bucks on a sign and trade to the Milwaukee Bucks. I think I just repeated myself. He was gonna go for basically there was gonna be a sign and trade for Dante Divincenzo, DJ Wilson, and Lee Soba. Now, at the time, I thought that was a pretty good that was a pretty good return. Now, a lot of people were kind of pissed that we didn't get a pick back from them, but you gotta understand. Uh, Milwaukee basically gave all their picks away to get Drew Holiday. So there wasn't really nothing left for us. So I didn't mind it. And Bogey is not Drew Holiday. So I I understood. But it looks like that deal is off the table now because it was just reported today, out of nowhere, that apparently Bogey never actually agreed to go to Milwaukee. And so the deal is basically off now, from what I'm reading. Now this could be just a ploy by all the parties involved to avoid tampering fines because technically the free agency market does not open until Friday, I think at 6 PM. So technically you're not supposed to actually like be discussing deals. So the fact that they agreed to assign a trade so early may have like signaled some red flags to the NBA front office or you know, the main office to Adam Silver. And I think, you know, tampering fines may have been coming and the parties involved kind of anticipated that and I guess called off the deal. That's the theory that I'm kind of choosing to believe right now. Or it just might be Occam's razor and Bogey just doesn't want to go to the Bucks.
1: Uh, you know, I didn't hear any news about that. I just heard a lot of rumors. A couple of them being like, oh, Bogey's really good friends with Giannis. And that Bogey held it off just because maybe on Friday he'll get a bigger contract somewhere else, you know, as a restricted free agent. But, you know, if we were going to go down on this trade with the Bucks, um, I thought, you know, this is a pretty good deal, I'd say.
0: Yeah, like, we'll, well, we'll have to see what happens with Buddy because, like, I think if we keep like Dante joining the team, would actually create some sort of a bit of a logjam if Buddy is still there. I think. I see. Um, we'll see, but like, i I like the I like the trade idea for Dante DiVincenzo, another defensive minded guy. Um, you know, with you know a developing three point shoot sh- shot. Let's just say uh DJ Wilson, Sacramento native, like has shown signs actually of being good but just never really got the playing time in, you know, a championship team, which is understandable. Or San uh you know, a, a stretch four, like you can never really go wrong with that. But if the deal's going to be off, like I don't I don't know what to think. <laughs> it's like Oh, by the way, uh, Justin James was uh, was supposed to be in that deal to go to the Bucs, but again, oh, the different. deal's off, so I, I don't yeah. know what to make of that. Now, no, sure, if he wants more money, you know, sure, I hope you like playing for Charlotte or playing for the Hawks. Like, you know, sure, you get all the money you want. Um, I Honestly, I would go to the Bucks if I were Bogey, but it might be, like, because no team has money, and the teams with money, I'm not sure you want to go to them. You no, know? that's that's mm-hmm. just that's just the way i'm thinking about it we'll, we'll see yeah. we'll see on friday what happens i th- part of me thinks the deal will still just go happen i think this is a i ch- i'm ch- right now choosing to believe that it is a play to avoid tampering fines
1: i see well yeah i believe that I, I i hope this deal goes through uh and i believe that you know bogey would want to be in a Winning team right away. Yeah. See, how old is Bogey, actually?
0: 28.
1: 28? Oh, he's, he's still young.
0: Yeah, he's he's in his prime, basically. Like, yeah. he, Sure, like, yeah, he's old for, like, a guy who's going to his first... Like, his second contract, but, you know, he's in his prime. Like, it's yeah. not an issue. I, I will say, like... I do feel that the NBA, the NBA at large, even like really like writers that I respect seem to overrate him a little bit. Like they, they talk about him being able to create a shot. Not really. Like, uh, sure, he's, he's okay in the pick and roll, but he's not a guy that like can blow by guys easily. And, you know, I, I do think he is a little overrated in a lot of NBA, uh, the, the national people's eyes. And you know, like his, if he again, if he joins the Bucks, I think he'll do great, just because there's so much less pressure on him, and there's you know their kind of system is much more better set up for him to succeed. That I think he'll excel in that role. But let's not pretend he's you know he's Luka Doncic, basically. It's kind of the vibe I generally get from a lot of national people.
1: Well, we'll see by Friday.
0: Okay, well, that's basically most of the Kings. There's still kind of stuff sprinkled in there every now and then, but let's get to the ones at large. Let's go to the NBA at large. So uh, before this deal, before Monday, CP3 uh, Chris Paul was traded to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and a guy that's whose nickname is Baby Westbrook. I don't have his name up, goddammit. But... Yes. Yeah, so what What do you think of this deal? Uh, without go, getting into the details too much,
1: uh, I really think that the OKC got a pretty good deal, and along with the Suns, I, I think the Suns now are really good uh, contenders in the West. Even even though how wait, like, for title dude. or for playoffs? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say mid seed. That's yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah, that that's kind of where I stand too. Yeah,
1: like I think they have the pieces, but there's still something. I don't know what's missing though. They have the pieces for sure. It's just there's yeah something's missing for sure. But for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, OKC okay, got a pretty good deal off of CP3. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, you know, uh, let, me put, let me put it to you this way. Do you think they're there this year's Miami Heat? The Suns? Yes.
1: Uh, uh, no, I'd say no, Not as of right now.
0: I feel like you can make a case for it just because I think CP3 will make Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton a lot better. Uh-huh. And, you know, I cannot remember which bridge, which Bridges is on which team. Uh, I think it's Mikkel Bridges on the Suns. Mikkel Bridges is a legit 3 and D guy. He was really good last year. I think adding Chris Paul to all of that is really... Is really going to elevate them to a next level. Now, does that elevate them to the upper tier of the Western Conference uh, playoff bracket? I don't know. I don't think they can beat the Lakers. I'm, you know, we'll see if they can beat the the Warriors. If Warriors don't have Clay, but I think I don't know. I don't think they beat Clay or the, the Warriors with Clay. Basically, no. Um, yeah. And I, I, but I do think they're dangerous because we have yet to see Devin Booker, you know, like, I want to see what Devin Booker looks like in the playoffs. And I think he's going to be a really good in the playoffs.
1: Well, yeah, I'd say so too. Um, but yeah, I gotta say, Suns will be pretty deadly in the West, but yeah, they can't beat the top three or four teams depending where they're placed
0: yeah it really does hinge on uh on Devin Booker and I think DeAndre Ayton yeah and yeah we'll see where that takes them I I will say they're dangerous and it's you know as I know Kings fans it's kind of hard to see just just hard to kind of swallow that everyone in the Pacific Division is getting so much better and we're still where we are but you know let's play the long game like we're we're gonna play the long game here, and you know CP3's a contract expires in a year, in a year, so we'll see. This uh. is a short term thing, but it it will definitely be overall beneficial to the Suns to add CP3, and you know your guys get back to the playoffs, and you know Booker and Aiden gets valuable experience that can only help them going forward. Oh yeah. Okay, well the next big blo- this was the blockbuster of Monday. Drew Holiday to the Bucks for Bledsoe and George Hill for three first round picks from the Bucks and two pick swaps.
1: Oh. <laughs> now, That's a lot. I, I
0: I did I did have a joke today that I was going to say like Houston's going to have to rack up probably the same amount of picks to get off of westbrook to trade <laughs> they're going to trade westbrook and three picks to get off of him Gee. yeah that's a, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about that but carry on
1: but no I, man the bug's already looking more and more deadly uh i gotta say drew a major upgrade from blood soul uh George Hill had too bad because I thought he was a good backup point guard for them. Uh I don't know what their ba- or who their backup point guard is now. Uh but, you know, yeah, three first rounds and two pick swaps. That's that's a huge white like, package that uh was it Pelicans getting? Yes, Pelicans. Wow.
0: I I will say about the picks. Like for so Two two things, you give up everything to if you want to, if you want to keep Giannis, like yeah. three firsts is nothing to keep. I don't think that's much. Of, that's a that's a high price, sure. But if you're keeping basically the best Bucks players since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or Luau Cinder, if you want to get all technical, like you <laughs> you do this. This is not a, this is not too big of a price to pay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And secondly, if if Giannis resigns you're going to be really good for at least the next few years. And to the point where by the time those picks, you know, are used by the Pelicans, they're going to be in the 20s. That's not, that's not really that big of a use, if, if, you get, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I see. Now, if Giannis leaves, ooh, Oof. now that's... And I'm, t- I'm talking about if he signs the Supermax and just demands a trade. I think he will sign the Supermax now, almost guaranteed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but like if Giannis leaves wow those are amazing picks but even then you still have you know Chris Middleton I think that I think they'll still make the playoffs which means those picks would be pretty trash so yeah my, yeah so my take is is that this team is going to be good and, the, oh, yeah. and if you're you're making this you're making this trade to keep the, arguably the, the t- second third or fourth best player in the league on your team those don't grow on trees, and you do this to keep him.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, I can't I can't imagine that not wino. That line is gonna be deadly. Now,
0: now, the the bogey news does kind of throw a wrench into things because that was supposed to be the cherry on top. Now we'll mm-hmm. see what happens by the time Friday hits, or you know, if it gets it goes into the weekend. But like the, b-, b bogey was kind of supposed to be the replacement for George Hill I assume. And now they don't have them, so that's going to be a bit more tricky.
1: Yeah, like we said, we'll we'll have to see uh, Friday because if it does happen, like I said, that that lineup going to be pretty deadly, I'd say. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm I'm not ready to peg them to win the championship, but
0: you know, Western Conference Finals, here we come. I oh, think, yeah. I, I mean, I swear to God, if they get beaten in the second round. Oh boy. Who the Bucks? I, I don't think they will, just because you know you have more shooting, th- you have a, a bigger shooting threat than you know so now, and you know, and I just I just hope that they can figure something out because it's gonna be really sad to see Giannis demand a trade if this doesn't work out.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, it's in kind of a smaller trade, but still significant. Covington to Portland for Ariza, a 2020 first-round pick, which was this year's first-round pick, and a 2021 protected first. I did not. I don't have the specifics of what the protection is. Uh, what do you What do you think of this deal?
1: Mm. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I think it's a good deal for Portland. But but the picks do kinda add on a little too much, I think.
0: I agree just because that's a lot to, That's quite a lot to give up for Robert Covington. Even though yeah. Robert Covington is perfect for them. Uh-huh. But that's a lot. Yeah. You're giving up this year's pick and well granted next year will be protective, so we'll see what comes of that, but like that's a lot to give up for what is a, you know, a very good, a great role player, but you know, that's a lot, as I said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it was, I don't know what other picks they have, but yeah, those two uh, first round picks, man, that that adds a lot of value. That could have been uh, maybe a step or two up from Covington, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I well, like from the from the Rockets' perspective, uh, the well, it's pretty clear why he did this or why <laughs> the Rockets did this. They wanted to get rid of his money or Robert Covington's money
1: for yeah.
0: Ariza's non guarantee. But uh, they traded him to Detroit and attached a pick to that to that. Well then. Yeah, so I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, I assume that's also to shed more salary. So, cool. Well, Riza did not want to be in uh, Houston. Uh, there was a story that came out that he wouldn't go back until he got an apology. I don't know from who, but he he will he wanted an apology, and I assume they were not interested in giving an apology. So, well, yeah, that that, that happened. <laughs> Uh, any 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 other thoughts on this one?
1: Well, I guess, well, salary dump for Houston, they get an extra pick. That's, yeah. that's about it. That's all I can say, really. But coming to Portland, Portland's getting deadly again. I
0: wouldn't say deadly. Deadly for the eighth scene, maybe, but...
1: Although, with Nurk back, I
0: think they'll be in the lower half. I think they'll be comfortably in the 6th and 7th seeds. Maybe yeah. even to the 5th seeds. I do not see them cracking the top 4.
1: Yeah, i say so too. Uh,
0: and even if they crack the top 4, I don't see them getting past the first round.
1: No. But yeah, I mean, for the West, still a good team. Definitely still playoff contender. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, uh, to some, well, let, well, actually, we'll, we'll loop back around to this? Well, oh, Al Horford was uh, traded to OKC for Danny Green, a first, a for the first rounder from Philly, and a second rounder. Uh, I think there's some other stuff attached to it, but basically, uh, Philly gets Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. What do you think of this deal? That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> a really
0: good deal for Philly. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, now Horford's getting what? Is it 30?
0: I think well? it's like tw- in the high 20s, I believe.
1: I see. So, yeah, a large salary dump again. Uh, okay, see, for, with Horford, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see about that. But Danny Green uh, in Philly now. And uh, wait, who else was in part of it? Aaron Ferguson. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, that gee. that's that's the one that really surprised
0: me. Well granted, Te- Terrence Ferguson has a lot of uh he's a good player, but there's a lot of confidence issues with him and OKC just never re- was able to kind of crack that. He was never really able to come on, come into his own from what I've seen from the team. Uh, so yeah, it's kinda I mean, like I think, you know, a nice new scenery might be able to help him, although I will say it's like, you know, Philly's not exactly the most fostering It's not a great team culture, let's just say. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that changes with Doc and Morey, but you know that. But yeah, like, I think this is a great trade for Philly. You get off of Al Horford somehow without giving up Matisse Thiebel, and all you give up is a, you know, not a shitty first rounder, but like that guy's not going to help you. What are you gonna
1: do with the? What are you
0: gonna do with the? It's twenty. It was I don't even know what pick they had, but like twenty something pick. That, that he's not gonna help you this year, but instead you get back Terrence Ferguson and Danny Green. Now Danny Green has been playing like dog shit for the most part for the past few years. Although the regular <laughs> season he's been fine. It's just that in the in the playoffs he's very inconsistent. Yeah, and I, I'm just not sure about that.
1: I think he would be a good backup. In my opinion, uh, other than that, yeah, really good deal. That's all I could say.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, Moore's
0: f- fingerprints all over this. Oh yeah, really making a difference. Okay, on the last piece of news, unfortunately, very somber. Uh, Clay Thompson suffered a lower leg injury. Uh, dur- I think it was during a workout that he was doing in uh, Southern California. And they now this is not the ACL leg. He, he suffered a lower leg injury, but it's not the ACL leg. It is the other leg, which I guess makes things a little bit better. But he right now, the news that just came out is that there's optimism that he might not miss the whole season. you know mm. that's that's pretty grim news, but it's. You know, like hopefully he comes back because this is really unfortunate and hopefully it's not like a rupture or anything with the Achilles because when I saw Achilles, I immediately thought rupture. But Hopefully he is able to come back and hopefully like the Warriors can make a run at it, you know?
1: Yeah. um, Let's see. By the end of the season, you said?
0: Yeah, before the season ends. And I assume that's right before the playoffs.
1: I see. Yeah, hopefully he recovers fully. I, had, I don't want to see the Splash Brothers foul a Splash Brother.
0: Uh, what are you talking about? Draymond's still there. Oh, gee. Maybe again 2016 Draymond. Yeah. No? No? Okay, <laughs> all right, cool, cool, okay. Um, but, you know, they, uh, Warriors did draft James Wiseman. I think James Wiseman will be good for them. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of mystery there. We'll just see if he. We'll just see how good he is.
1: I think he'll adapt real well, to be honest. Yeah,
0: and you know the Warriors still have that trade exception. There's a lot of talk about Kelly Oubre, so we'll see. Ooh, 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 ooh. We shall see. Yeah, this is only the middle of the week, and it's been absolutely insane. I cannot wait for more.
1: Yeah, big moves. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm waiting for any moves the Kings will make, especially Buddy. And bogey.
0: Uh, yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm hearing a lot of buddy talk, but I'm just going to be honest. I don't see him moving. <laughs> it's, it's too much money.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully a team, like, is an idiot and just somehow gives us a lot of good stuff for him. But I didn't, was, you
0: know, I, I hate to bring this up. Now that, you know, there's a vacancy with a shooting guard on the Warriors. You get uh, my drift. You get my drift. Uh, you could always use more shooting, and um, actually, I don't uh, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Draymond might Draymond might kill Buddy before the season ends.
1: Maybe he could discipline him.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> Uh Draymond's a uh, level of discipline. Uh, let's. Uh, yeah, he might. He might choke. <laughs> he might choke him in game. But. Uh. Uh, you know, I, I will see if anything develops from this. Fry, Friday is free agency. Uh, that will be basically the next milestone. And yeah, let's, uh, this, is o- this is only, I guess, this is the midpoint. And I don't think we've get, we're going we're gonna to be approaching the climax soon. We're not even at it yet.
1: Yeah, it's just the hill that keeps on climbing.
0: And I am excited for the peak up top.
1: Oh yeah, especially with uh, more news coming out. Especially with the Kings. Especially with the Kings.
0: Yes, and yeah, I hope you know Monty McNair is in his press conference. He's saying words basically like I'm not seeing much at all. Uh, yeah, he's just kind of saying almost like 2K responses right now. And <laughs> you know he's very smart guy. That, that's how you should play with the media. You know, don't ever try to do too much and just, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And he hasn't, he's not talking about, uh, Woodard or, uh, Ramsey, and he's not talking about bogey, but he is talking about like, you know, a lot about Halliburton. So that's something which tells me either the, the two second round picks are going to end up in the, in the G league for a while, or there's going to be something that's going to happen with bogey.
1: Ooh. We shall see. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's going to that's going to be, you know, the end of our first ever uh post draft uh, Sack King's therapy pod. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. This was been nerve-wracking, but fun to
1: do. Uh
0: and yeah, it's it's the dawn of a new era.
1: Yeah. Really good job with the front office this time around.
0: Yeah, and may- and just maybe, like, just maybe, like, it might get better.
1: Yeah, this is our turning point. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully,
0: hopefully. All right, well, that's it for us. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do another episode on, on Friday, just uh, recapping Free Agency. Or we'll do it on Sunday, because there might be a delay.
1: Yeah, you never know. There's going to be so much news between Friday and Sunday.
0: If there is something big that happens, we will do a pod.
1: Yes, we shall.
0: Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: Yeah, see you guys later.